I'm just kidding. Hey, guys. So we had the conversation with Mr. Parker, finally, and the conversation was awesome. It was awesome, but it was a bit of a lengthy conversation, which is absolutely fantastic. So what we did is we divided it into two parts for you. That's right. So right now, you're about to listen to the part one of the Parker cast yeah. on The Good Talk. So listen up and enjoy. And then be sure to catch part two next Monday, two parts. I almost called him Dr. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of a doctor. Yeah. To <laughs> us, to us, you will be. Welcome to Good Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy Cody and the other guy, Robert, and also a very special guest, Mr. Parker has made it to the podcast. Yeah, you forgot the small table in the I, big well, room. Because we're not at the small table the today. Smaller, the smaller, the bigger table. It's a normal size table, but yet we are in a big room. So. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Parker, you are officially the first guest to actually accept the invitation. Oh. <laughs> it's I kind mean, of been a running thing where we always invite a person that we're referring to yeah, or talking to right. to come on the show, and you are literally the first person to accept yeah. the invitation. Well, you tweeted at me, but let me tell, uh, you know, I'm... I'm uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm I'm 58 going on 17, so I always, yeah. so I always want to look good. Right. Let me explain to everybody that's watching this. Oh gosh, I'm, oh, I'm no. not having a stroke. Oh. I just got out of the dentist chair. My mouth is not quite moving right. I can always talk. Yeah, they could numb my whole body and I can talk. You know it, Cody. That's right, you know that's that right. I can talk. It's not about the talking. It just may look a little funny. So everybody forgive me, but I'm completely coherent. Yeah. My mouth is just numb. So <laughs> I anyway. thought we should make him drink a glass of milk. Just to see what would happen. Yeah, just to see what happened. I promise you, it would, it would dribble down. Well, we wouldn't oh want to gosh. ruin your clothes before it work. It would be bad. That's, yeah. right. That's right. So, Mr. Parker, you are a... Here's the thing. Do I still call you Mr. Parker? Call Should me. I, you listen. You, Cody, you're old enough. Please, call me Robbie. Please. Uh, Mr. I told Parker you was my principal, guys. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. my principal. No, Rob, listen, Robbie Parker, I'm... Uh, uh, you, you and 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 seriously, I've, I have known you. Which, by the way, not a better guy and that's and, right and, in America than this guy right here. And he knows I, I'm saying that yeah. uh, in all seriousness. And I'm so proud of Cody and all my kids. But I'm really proud proud of, of Cody and and Kai and and yeah. uh, the life they've made. So uh, uh, and you and I, I know you know that. I'm very proud yeah. of you. Appreciate yeah. that. I love that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. But he is a man, uh, a wonderful man of God. Yeah. He has done lots of stuff for this community. Uh, not only is he a wonderful man of God, but he is a triathlete. Is that correct? Wow, really? Well, yeah. I, uh, well, listen, talking to a runner who I see <laughs> who looks a lot better than me, oh. and uh, I am a, I am the the number one wannabe in the world. I want to be good. I'm not very good. So, yeah, but I, I've got uh, – I do – Four or five or six triathlons a year, wow. not nearly as long as as some of some of the guys, but uh, I'm still still make making it. I had a little back surgery in November, mm. so I'm uh, my my miles went from slow to I don't even know if you can really call it running, but I can still <laughs> swim and bike the same as I always That's could. Awesome. So I'm just going awful slow on the run. Yeah, and then your son seems like he's actually taking up triathlete stuff as well, right? Yeah, Tyson. He, Tyson's bigger than me. We're not. We don't have the normal triathlete bodies. We're a little bit, and we're not. I mean, we're not. I never heavy. I weighed 165 pounds. I played sports in college and weighed 165 mm. or 170. But now I'm at 190. Uh, and <laughs> trying my Don't best. Don't need to air out all that. <laughs> <laughs> trying my best to get down, back down to my fighting weight, at least in the 170s. But Tyson's a little bigger than me. Tyson played football in high school and then football in college. So Tyson's a little bit bigger guy. But uh, I would have never thought that he would have enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, he started doing triathlons. He did uh, full Ironman, Ironman Florida wow. last year, which was – a it just takes a lot of discipline, I and uh, and uh, he's uh, he's already signed up for uh, Ironman uh, half Ironman uh, Augusta seventy point three. That's in uh, end of September. I have a good friend of mine who's given me a training plan, uh, Jim Varnavas, who probably people listening. Jim's a, a Madison guy. Had uh, his son goes to Madison schools and. And uh, I'm considering doing the half Ironman with him in August. I'm gonna see how my uh, how how I hold up here mm. the next little bit, and so I may do the half hour man, wow. man with him at the end of September. But yeah, he's doing he's doing some longer races. That's awesome. And so you have been in the Madison City School System. Was that where you started? That's where I started. I started in 1988. I was 24, and uh, I'm from Birmingham. Came up here 
because I it was I thought it was country. Mm-hmm. My wife is from Hamilton, and I'm from Birmingham, and didn't really want to be in Birmingham. You know, you, you want to we wanted to be on our own in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. and didn't want to be in Hamilton. So Hunt, we thought about Madison. We knew knew my father-in-law knew the tax assessor. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't have any idea how that what that has to do with the school. So <laughs> right. they knew the tax assessor, and the tax assessor, who I think was from Hamilton, said, "It's really growing up there. You, you ought to look up here." We came up here. Uh, I applied with the Madison County Board of Education, and uh, they hired me on the spot. <clears throat> I went to Bob Jones High School. I'd never heard of it in my life. The reason I chose this is because I thought it was country. Madison mm-hmm. was. <laughs> There were horses across the street. Wow! Yeah, that's from true. Bob, it was from Bob Jones. Minute. Really? Which, yeah. And it really, when wow. I say Bob Jones, it wasn't the Bob Jones you went to. Right. It was Discovery Middle School. Right. And uh, and I thought, man, I love it it's out mm. in the middle of nowhere. But it's still <laughs> close enough. It's like twenty minutes from town, you know. Yeah. Which at the time you have five sixty five and all that. And uh, thirty three years later, I was still here and still here in the town. But yeah. I stayed for thirty three years. Yeah. So wow. you started as a, a teacher, and then eventually you worked up to be. Assistant principal and then principal, right? Yeah, I was a teacher and uh, played baseball in college. I was I, can't, I was a, an assistant baseball and assistant football coach, and I was a teacher for twelve years. And then I became assistant principal, which I never in a million years thought I would want to be an administrator. I just never in a million years thought that. Uh, uh, if you've ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day yeah. Off, I'm Ferris. Yeah. I'm not Mr. That's Rooney. Right? I mean, I'm not yeah. Rooney. You know, Rooney, I don't want to. Who wants to be Mr. Rooney? Right, right. I mean, the, the, the goofiest dude. And yeah. That's amazing. I, I don't want to be Mr. Rooney. I want to yeah. be Ferris. Yeah. Oh, and, so uh, good. That is and, good. Uh, and, so, uh, and so, but anyway, I, uh, the Lord, uh, 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 and this, this is even, it will take too long, but the Lord completely took my desire away to coach just almost mm. not instantaneously and it wasn't uh, a shocking thing uh, but uh uh i just my desire to coach when i became the head coach i mean that's I, when i when i interviewed for the superintendent job i told him i said the only job i really ever really aspired to get was the head job mm. i didn't aspire to be the principal bob jones or the principal mm. although i was excited about it when the opportunity came i didn't aspire to be the superintendent of education yeah mm-hmm. I aspired to be the head baseball coach. Yeah. And that was it. That's the only wow. one, really, the only job I ever really, really wanted. Wow. And I, and I had that job, and I, and I loved it. And the Lord just took my desire away. And, uh, and it wasn't a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have never in a million years, nor would anybody around me have ever would have said that I would have been the superintendent. Uh, I was a very unlikely superintendent. I think everybody in town that knew me, would think I was coach. Even the older <laughs> ones still call me Coach Parker. Sure. <laughs> but I was. But the Lord took that desire away, and I went back to graduate school. And I thought I don't want to go to school. And I went, and it was really, really easy for me. It just came. The Lord just allowed me mm. to do it. Mm. And then, uh, and then I became the assistant principal. They can't. The superintendent of education came and got me in a car when I was assistant principal. And I was in charge of athletics, and I was in charge of. Here's here was the thing. Uh, I was in charge of. And I say this, everybody, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This is the way, the education term. I was in charge of butts and buses. <laughs> in other words, if you were in trouble, I had to beat you, had to beat you behind. And, oh and everybody's gosh. watching knows that I, that's, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. But that's really true. I was in charge of, yeah. of, of, right. of take, making you act right. right. You, well, right. You, you know, I was always your principal. I was in charge of making sure you act right. In the buses and athletics. Yeah. I mean, and so, and then the superintendent came, and the Discovery Middle School job was open, and uh, Dr. Fowler, who was actually mm-hmm. the assistant superintendent, mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Clark, they came and put me in a in a in a car, and we were working on hiring a new head coach in one of the sports, and I was confident that's what I was. They called me and said, "Hey," and I was in charge of summer school. They called me and said, "Hey." We're gonna pick you up. I told the principal, "Hey, superintendent's here to get me. I'm sure they want to talk about this baseball or this yeah. this coaching job." Well, anyway, uh, after we rode around a few minutes, they said, "We, uh, you ever thought about being the principal of Discovery?" And and the truth was, I said, "I didn't even know it was open." But mm. the answer is no. <laughs> well, uh, about two weeks later, I thought, oh, you know, and, and and I got out of the car. Then I told the principal they asked me that, and uh, his exact words were. Because I went in and I said, I know why they asked me, 
because they probably don't have enough applicants and they know that I'm not going to get mad when I don't get it. And that way they can say they've got a big pool of people. And Robbie Parker's what, you know, and the people knew I was because I was a former coach, head coach. And, and, I, and I thought, they know that I'm a company man. I'm not going to get mad when I don't right. get it. But they can say they got a really good pool and they picked this person. And when I walked in, the principal, who had a lot of confidence in me, Mr. Rambokas, who said, he said, oh, you're not, they ain't going to give you that job. I said, I know. But I think they just want me to be in the pool. <laughs> Well, two weeks later, I was a principal of Discovery. Wow. And, what, and, and, and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know that I've ever had more fun than being the principal of Discovery. Wow. That was wow. most, and, then, and then the same thing happened three years later. They came and got me in the car and said, are you not going to apply for this Bob Jones job? I said, don't – and I really meant this. I wasn't being humble. I said, uh, are y'all going to hire me to be the principal? I mean, Bob Jones, <laughs> one of America's best schools. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I thought they would hire Dr. – Anwar Sadat from New York City. You know, I mean, really, I thought, you know, they're going to hire somebody a whole lot smarter than Big me. Time. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, we want you to apply. And two weeks later, I was principal at Bob Jones, wow. one of America's best schools. And sort of the same thing happened with the superintendent. I went to them and said, I'm not going to be mad. Are you sure you want me to be the superintendent? Wow. Are you sure? I mean, there's, and they said, uh, you know, they're not guaranteeing it, but yeah, we want you to be the superintendent. And then I became the superintendent. So that's so I'm very – as the, the Lord has so made a path for yeah. me. And uh, hmm. and there's always – I can promise you, and Cody knows this, and I, I, and I am trying to be humble, but he knows I'm telling the truth too. Every single kid at Bob Jones was smarter than me. They didn't know more than me <laughs> because I'm old and I yeah, know a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but – Every single kid at Bob Jones is smarter than me, and I was, and I'm so proud. And every kid at Whitesburg Christian Academy is a lot smarter than I am, and I'm so thankful. That's the way I want to keep it. Every assistant principal I've ever had is a thousand times better and smarter than me. And the Lord has so blessed me with, with such good people around me my whole life. Mm. Uh, I don't think it says it in the Bible. I think somebody, I think a Christian said, I think a preacher said, no. <laughs> so it was the Lord takes care of. Infants and fools. <laughs> I don't know which one of our babies. Yeah, I don't think that's a scripture, but know. it's true. I don't know if it's in the scripture. I, I, we can Google it. it takes care of us all. I think, I think a preacher said it at least we'll say that. And so anyway, Lord so blessed me in taking care of me. Amen. Amen. So yeah. we wanted to bring you on the show, obviously. Uh, just hey, because by the we, way, y'all just cut me off because, listen, I'll be talking at 3 or 4 yeah, o'clock. So cut me off. When I, yeah, it's not one of my feelings. Well, that's why we brought you on, though, because we want to hear your stories yeah. and we want to hear your answers. Right. And so, you know, we get to talk every week to each other on the podcast. And so we really just wanted to open up the floor. We've got some questions yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we, we want to ask you. I do want to ask this, though. That's not one of the questions we have on our list. So you talked about being in college and stuff. Have you always had a heart for younger people? Or where did that come from as far as getting involved in schoolwork? Man, that's good. And, 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 and again, cut me off. But that's, the, <laughs> you know, the only thing I yeah. can do is, is give you my testimony. But I think the, of all the testimonies I've had is about how I got into education. Mm. I prayed diligently. And I didn't even know where I was praying. And I, a lot of, you know, and we see kids today and we think they're not spiritual. Uh, I had this conversation just yesterday with, with someone talking about people that are spiritual and not spiritual. And when I look at kids, uh, I see kids and, and I know what I was like. Hmm. <clears throat> I was the one, my parents had me in church every, every Sunday. And we went Wednesday some, but every Sunday we had a Sunday school rule. You're too sick to go to Sunday school? You're too sick to play in the afternoon. So the Sunday right. school rule yeah. always applied to us. Right. We didn't miss. And, uh, and, but I, you know, and I say this, uh, and I hope nobody takes it wrong. I'm just talking about me. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have gone to youth camp if they'd paid me mm. because that wasn't my thing. But I'm saying it was wonderful. Yeah. But I didn't go. Right. Let me tell you, I was a football, baseball guy. I listened to every word at FCA. Mm. At, at FCA. You know, that, that was what, that was my thing. Yeah. And I was thinking, what do these coaches say? What are these, because that's who I want to be like. Because mm. I, I was just like, I'm going to be triathlete. I was going to be, I always wanted to be good in, in sports. But the Lord, that's what the Lord gave me. That was, yeah. the, the, I don't want to say strength, but that's what the Lord, you know, Lord's thumbprint on my heart. That's what he gave me the desires to do. And, uh, and, uh, and I listened to every word they said. And, uh, Whereas people think that some people sometimes aren't spiritual. I look back, I was so spiritual mm. in my heart, but I wasn't openly spiritual. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't I was openly in the sense that I professed Christ, but I wasn't 
I was never the youth group leader. Yeah. I was not doing that. And it wasn't that I was ashamed. I just, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. I'm not artsy. I can't sing. And I mean that seriously. I, but I can play football. Mm-hmm. But I can't sing. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I didn't know how to do it. And I prayed diligently. I said, Lord, what do you, and I didn't start in the eighth grade or ninth grade or 10th grade. I didn't know. Even in, maybe maybe in the 12th grade, the first time I ever remember saying because I didn't know what to study in college. Mm-hmm. My, you know, I, I came from a very blue collar town. My parent, my dad worked steel mill. But I went to college, got a baseball scholarship, went to college, and I just, I majored in nothing the first two years. I majored in what they told me to take. Right. right. You know, the, right. the basics. Yeah. And the second year they said, you're going to declare a major. I, I, I truly had no clue. Mm. I was, uh, my birthday's in November, so I got a late birthday. So I didn't turn 18 until halfway through my freshman year of college. I was 17, you know, and so I was really young. But I prayed diligently, diligently. I said, God, I'll do anything you want me to do. You just I don't know what to do. Mm. I remember those prayers, and it was almost verbatim when I was saying. And I remember saying this like it's the worst thing in the world because I thought it was the thing that was the furthest thing from me. Yeah. If I'd have said, Lord, I'll be a – I don't even know what to say. But I said, Lord, I'll even be a preacher because I thought <laughs> that's the furthest thing I could yeah, be. Right. But my, but my heart was saying, God, I'll do whatever you tell me sure. to do. But I don't know what to do. Yeah. But I'll even be a preacher. Yeah. And I know you're not going to make me do that. But I'm saying, you know, I'm just you're willing. I'm just willing. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. I'll do whatever you right. tell me to. And I prayed that. Mm. Uh, not at night before I went to bed. I prayed riding down the road. I turn off the music, mm-hmm. and I just say, God, I don't know what to do. I mean, we didn't. I didn't argue. And then I then I turned the music back on. You mm-hmm. know, and I I remember doing that for three or four years, and just and it maybe even became. Where I just said it then, but I right. meant every word of it. Right, sure. And I will tell you, and uh, and I don't mean to. And I've I've shared this testimony, but the Lord spoke to me as clearly mm. as I'm looking at you two. And I, I can tell it now because I'm. But I'm telling. You, I almost get emotional when I tell. It, but God came to me and said, "I want you to be a school teacher." Wow. And uh, and I and I'm telling you, I I, uh, I mean there was there was no doubt, and 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 uh, and I was when I woke up. I was sore afraid. I mean, mm. you know, when 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 I know what it means to when I when in the scripture when it says somebody was sore afraid, mm. I, I was so, because I I remember waking up thinking, how am I going to do that? <laughs> because it really wasn't even on the radar. But but I love I love playing. I yeah. love. I was an athlete at the time. I was at Sanford University. I was playing baseball. But I thought, how am I going to do that? Nobody's going to begin with. At the time, I was majoring in business because it was my fourth year. I had to declare a major. No, it was my third year. I had to declare a major in business. I was horrible at it. Made all Ds. Barely stayed <laughs> oh, Still, I was I was horrific mm. at it. Uh, and uh, and I said, God, I mean, I, was, I remember thinking. And I, and I won't tell the whole story, but never been sick in my life. But I got deathly sick one day. My junior year of college, my uh, I got redshirted my first year, so my sophomore year of baseball, I was as fine as I am right now at eight o'clock, and by ten o'clock, I was deathly ill, and by four o'clock afternoon, I was in the hospital. Wow. It was a virus, and we, we didn't. They thought the doctor thought for me it was meningitis mm. because we were all at Sanford, we all lived together, and this strong virus went through, and there was more than one of us got put in the hospital. Wow. And, and you know, I had IVs, and I was there, and that's where you know, is where the Lord spoke to me. And, and so I went to be a teacher when I woke up. I was actually in the hospital, and I thought, how am I going to do that? Mm. <laughs> and I got out the next day. I was only in for like, but, you know, and you try to put it out of your mind and think, but, but it's as clear today as it was wow. in 1983 or four. Mm-hmm. Lord said, I want you to be a teacher. And, uh, and, and so my fourth year, I finally said, I'm going to be a school teacher. <laughs> I, ne- I made straight A's my fourth year. Mm. I'm not a good student. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not – and to say this, I, well, I, I got to be a little bit smarter. I couldn't do what I do. And the sure, Lord's blessed sure. me with a little bit of knowledge. Sure. But, there are, but there, there are a lot of but – I'm, but I'm ADD. Mm-hmm. See that from me sitting here. I'm all <laughs> over the place. I'm not going to sit down and focus on something for hours and hours. Right. I never made – I made straight A's my fourth year of college. Never made a B. Made straight wow. A's my fifth year. Made straight A's my sixth 
six year. I want the full experience. Yeah. The straight A's the six year. School I went to school. graduate school uh, when I was 35. 30, no, 30, 34. Mm -hmm. I made straight A's in graduate school, never made a B. I went to superintendent's academy, never made a B. Wow. It, but it's because the Lord gave me yeah. that ability. Right. And it was not because I was a great student. Yeah. But the Lord said, I'll, I'll take care of it for yeah. you. Yeah. And, and then, once again, it's like with being a principal and superintendent and and the Lord's blessed me. Now I'm principal at Weisberg Christian Academy. Uh, it was not because I had a great focus and I had this this goal. or anything. The Lord has just opened up these doors. Mm. And every time I think that I want to do something a little bit easier, the Lord <laughs> said, hey, remember what I told you in 84? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not going to do anything. I got it. Hey, I'm right where I need to be. Yeah. And so, that's amazing. I'm I think excited. that's so key yeah. in finding out. We talk a lot. You know, obviously, we've been in student ministry for a long time, and it's just about you may not know everything, but mm -hmm. as long as you got a will and heart, that's a life that the Lord can lead and, you know, make productive and get you where you're supposed to be. And it's like, you know, once you got that revelation, it's like you stepped into yeah. this grace and God is so good at making us better than we are, you know, yeah, right. and when we rely on him and depend on him, then it's just supernatural after that. And that's such a amazing story. I, I, I admire that a lot because I'm terrible at school too. So it's amazing to see, because <laughs> yeah. I think people think the only way you can accomplish something is you've got to be a straight A student. You've right, got to have right. this super intellectual about you, but it's, it's, yeah, we need to try our best and do our best, but God is what makes mm -hmm. us who we are. That's right. And he's the one that takes us to places that we're supposed to be. And I just love hearing how your heart was yielded, no mm -hmm. matter what it was, right. even a preacher, right. <laughs> you know, even a preacher. <laughs> I just have a yielded heart to do whatever God's called me to do. And that's such an admirable quality. And that's what we really need to have Absolutely. inside of us. But you know, guys, and I tell young people this, the Lord gives you the desires of your heart yes he does i just can't imagine looking back at it i'm 58 mm -hmm. but you know i when i when i prayed that prayer i thought well god maybe wants me to be a i thought of the things that i knew mm, maybe right. god wants me to be uh play in the big leagues mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to do you know yeah, sure. it's like god if i'll play in the big leagues if you want me to you know? yeah. <laughs> if you want me to if you want me to hey i'm here for I'm, you i'm here for you yeah, I'm yeah, here yeah. For you, Lord. yeah. exactly you know uh, i thought well if i don't do that maybe he wants me to be a big time salesman hmm. you know or something because sure. i could do you know i thought i could i thought i could do that yeah or a big time this i never thought about being a school teacher hmm. but you look back at my life, and everything in my life led to that. I love people. I do mm -hmm. love people. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love people. I do. I've always loved sports. Uh, I love school. I love school. Mm -hmm. I, I had perfect attendance, which I didn't have a choice. From, <laughs> but once I got older, I did. Yeah. Sure. I had perfect attendance through the 11th grade. I never missed a day from – I didn't go to kindergarten. First grade, the 11th grade. And the only reason I missed 11th grade is because we skipped <laughs> to go to Point Mallard. I hope my mom's not watching this. <laughs> and, uh, because I would, <laughs> but then in 12th grade, I mean, I just went. Yeah. You know, uh, I worked for 33 years in the city of Mass. I missed eight days. And the Lord blessed me because wow. I, was, I was healthy. And uh, one day was, uh, you, you may not remember these, I had, I had a herniated disc. I missed a day. You remember when I wore that neck brace? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I just missed a day for that. I could come wow. back. had back surgery. This was at Whitesburg. I had back surgery on a Wednesday. I was back at work Monday. Wow. You know, and it's not because I'm tough. I like school. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But, you know, everything and looking back at it, the Lord gives me the desire, yeah. gave me the desires of my heart. If the Lord had called me to be an engineer, that would never have made sense to mm. me because I don't enjoy it. I'm ADD. And you think, well, why would the Lord put me in that? I'm so bad at it and I, I'm not good in math. And, well, the Lord's not going to call you to do something. That's true. I just That's truly true. believe yeah, yeah, that yeah. the Lord's not going to, I'm not going to say the Lord's not going to call you out of comfort zone. Right. I've sure. been out of my comfort Absolutely. zone. Absolutely. But the Lord is going to equip you. Absolutely. And, and, and again, I don't know that I'm any good at, at school or principal, and, but the Lord has certainly equipped me Absolutely. for that. Yeah. And when what the Lord called me to do, he had completely equipped mm. me for it. Mm. And, uh, and so that's why I tell young people, the Lord will give you the desires yeah. of your yeah. heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I look back, the exact desires of my heart was school teaching. I couldn't have put my thumb on that at 16 years old yeah. or 17 or, sure. or even probably 20 or 21. Mm. 
but that's the exact desires of my heart. And, and it even seems apparent, like, throughout your journey of where you are today, because it's, like, every single time they're like, do you want to be this principal? You're like, I don't know. I haven't really thought. You know, it's like you weren't always even on your radar because you were just not. serving in what you felt like God wanted you to do in that moment. And I think that that's what a lot of people struggle with right now is that even, like, young people are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So it's just like, well, just do what you know yeah. to do now. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. walk in what, what you're, you're good doing. at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. God will lead you to the <clears> next exactly thing when right. it's time. And so... That's just what's great about your entire testimony to me. It's just you were just content serving God in that moment, and that's when it led to the next thing. Hmm. And I was, and, and I will tell you that I t- again, I tell young people that I know there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. Doctor Fowler sure. used to, and 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 if D Fowler's watching this, I've got no better mentor or friend than D Oscar Fowler. <laughs> and uh, about ninety percent of my stories come from D O Fowler. <laughs> what a wonderful man and he's he led this city and any and i just stepped in and kept doing what he was doing and uh but dr fowler he wouldn't get aggravated at me that's if we were sitting here not aggravated in a a good in a a loving big brother way he always tried to he would say i want you to write down your goals and I'd say, boss, and I meant this. I said, I just want to, I like, I mean, I want to do what I'm doing. Yeah. He said, yeah. no, you need to, but he said, I want your five-year and 10-year goals. He said, write them down. He said, you don't even have to show them to me, but write them down. Mm-hmm. I want you to, and I said, and I'm not saying other people shouldn't do this. Sure. But I thought, I, I just want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to not be the principal, Bob. I didn't want to not be the only, you know, like I said, the, my only desire, the only job I really ever really, really, really strived for was to be the head coach when I was assistant coach. I, I wanted to be the head coach. And then the only job that the Lord really took my desire away, and that's not true, there's two jobs the Lord took my desire away from, and I'll tell you the other one in just a second, <laughs> was, uh, hmm. was when he took it away from being the head coach. And I loved it so much. And then all these other things happened. But I would tell you the other desire that was pulled away from me in my heart was being the superintendent. Hmm. And, uh, and, and I prayed diligently about that. Lord, do you want me? to be the superintendent. The others I prayed about, but it was so easy. Yeah, I'm just going to be now. I'm going to be, be with all my kids here. Yeah. I get to move to all the kids to Bob Jones. Right. Then the superintendent, you, know, you think, I'll be over all the kids, but I'm really not going to be over any. I'm, I'm, none of them are mine. They're yeah. all mine, but none are mine. Yeah. You know, Bob Jones, y'all are mine. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and and I'm with you every day. The superintendent, yeah, they're all yours. But really, none of them are yours, mm. you know. Yeah. And I prayed about that, and I thought, Lord, do you do you want me to do this? I'm just such an uh, and, and and the doors open, the doors open, the doors open. I was there for and and I was I did everything for so long that then I started feeling guilty because the desire went away pretty quick. Mm. Uh, but I'm I'm at peace with it, and and I and the Lord hadn't. Give me a revelation, but I believe the Lord. I do believe with all my heart, the Lord put me there for a season. And I'll tell you this: when I gave my notice, it was about four months. And I said, "Guys, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do something else. I want to be with kids again. I mean, yeah. I just know I do." And on and I remember the date, and and I don't just remember dates like this, but I remember the date because I know where I was. Yeah, I was actually doing a presentation to all the other superintendent, other 137 superintendents in the state and Governor Ivey. I was doing a presentation to them about getting a tax passed because we had just passed yeah. our tax. <laughs> yeah. But I'd already announced my, my retirement. And this was February 5th, 2020. My last day was February 28th. And I got a text from Whitesburg Christian Academy. Wow. And I didn't know uh, – uh, I remember that date, February 5th, because it had been on my calendar for months, thinking, okay, you got to prepare this presentation, mm. you know. And so I just – that's why I remember that date. But I got a text from Mark Hodges. And I don't know if you you, you won't remember Mr. Hodges. Mr. Hodges was uh, was in Madison for a long time. Well, Mark retired and went to work. He 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 had actually called me and left me a voice message. He said, hey, Robbie, I know you're retiring. He didn't say, do you want to be our principal? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I still get on to him about that, getting him, <laughs> mad at him and the headmaster. Because Mark was the, the athletic director, but the headmaster and him were sitting in there. He said, we know you know a lot of people, and we've got a principal open, and we've got to have a, we got to have a principal. Before you retire, you got to help us find a principal. Well, I thought, well, what about me? That's why I'm retired for. I want to be a principal. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't answer the the I didn't answer for about six hours because I thought, well, I, I might want to do it. And they didn't ask me if I want to do it, you know. And uh, and I called and I said, well, I, I, would y'all, you know, would y'all talk? And and the headmaster was 
he said, can I call the headmaster? Well, the headmaster called me back in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was like six o'clock. He said, we didn't think you'd have any, dis- would you want to do it? And I said, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's why I'm, that's that's why I'm retiring yes. because I want to be. But I said, he mm. said, well, come talk to me. He said, uh, he said, I know you got a busy schedule. Can you come in the morning? I said, yeah, I'll be there. No. I'm, I'm superintendent. I do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be king. It's good to be king. Oh, my gosh. And, um, anyway, within about two weeks, uh, I thought that's exactly what I want to mm. do. Yeah. I've had the most fun. I've been so revived being back with kids. And, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, and so I'm very thankful. And, again, we're probably out of tape. Uh, because <laughs> no. I've talked so much. No, no I actually, that you mentioned that, I know because I, I, I know this will help somebody, but was there, and I, I'm not asking you to put anyone on yeah, blast yeah, or anything yeah. like that, but uh, I, I would imagine on the outside looking in, there was immense pressure on you to remain the superintendent because I know with my family, and you know, I have two boys and stuff, we were extremely thrilled for them to come up in the school system with you right. being the superintendent well, because we, you know, I've been here for 20 years and, right. and, and you know, you, you've been the principal for a large part of that and 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 I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Mr. Parker. You know, you've always been wonderful and even even there when, are some. Oh, well, I'm sure there <laughs> is. I apologize Everyone's for him. Yeah. yeah, but and, and and that's one thing I even, you know, I loved about you is when I started, you know, working with FCA and First Priority and and I met with you a long time ago and I know you don't remember because you meet so many people, but you told me of course you said you. you said whatever you want to do in the school, which was just fantastic because we ran into so much resistance everywhere else with the message of the gospel, but you're like whatever you want to do so I know everyone was so excited you know Dr. Fowler did amazing things but when you became superintendent my wife and I were like yes Mr. Parker's the superintendent he's gonna be over to schools our schools have been fantastic for so long and we know that there's not gonna be any drop-off with him being in charge and then when you announced you didn't want to do it anymore did you get a lot of text and a lot of phone calls of people being like Mr. Parker we need you to stay in this position (laughs) well I I did get some and I will tell you and I don't mind saying this in a public forum, I told, uh, you know, I told our board, I said, I don't want to leave Madison. I love mm. Madison, but I want to be back in the school. Right. I even told him, I said, listen, just make me the principal of one of the high schools. Let, let uh, <laughs> Dr. Clayton or, or Miss Lambert be the superintendent. <laughs> let me go back and be the principal. And by law, I can't, you can't do that. Oh, when really? You're, when you're the superintendent. Wow. When you're the superintendent, an appointed superintendent, by law, you've got to go for two years. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, and the reason is because really? as a superintendent, you're the, your next step has to be out because you're the appointer. You're mm. the one, you're the one. And so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't appoint myself. Oh, <laughs> and that, and yeah. that is myself this right. job. Right. And, and that's a, that's Can a, I have the job? Yeah, right. sure. That's a, ju- that's a just law. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a just law. Yeah, it's, yeah. A ju- it's a good sure. law. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I wouldn't do that, and uh, most people wouldn't, but there's some people that would. Yeah. They mm-hmm. would appoint themselves. They may fire somebody and put themselves mm. in position and then say, now y'all find another superintendent. Sure, it is a good law. And yeah. uh, you know, I'm signing myself to a five-year contract. We'll go from there. Mm. And uh, and so it's a just law. And and and, and so the state were you prepared to take like a two-year sabbatical at this point? Is that kind of what you thought about? Well, 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 I, I wanted to go back with kids. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and listen, you've got Dr. Clayton and, and Sylvia Lambert are, are both better principals than I ever ever would be. They are, uh, and of course, I keep up with everything in Madison every day, all day. Mm-hmm. But Sylvia at Bob Jones has taken it to new heights. I'm so proud of her and, and what she's done and what BJ does. And, 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 and Brian Clayton started as a principal of a, of a big dirt field and look what's built to James Clemens, <laughs> mm-hmm. one of dirt. America's best. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I, I brag on Brian Clayton sure. and, and Sylvia Lambert there. Uh, there's no better principals in America. I have to say this public school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, not, hey, I'm not throwing myself in there y'all. and uh That's amazing. and uh so no better principals in america than, than sylvia and brian so and uh and i'm so proud of them yeah. and uh like i said i keep up with them and uh i talk to people in madison at least once a week whether yeah. it be dr nichols who is a good friend of mine and 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 dr nichols is doing such a it took us, and I'm still, I still call it us. I'll always be a yeah, part yeah. of it. Sure, for sure, sure. But took us through uh, COVID. Uh, I mm. retired, and COVID hit two weeks later. Oh, I don't know if the wow. Lord, I, and I felt, oh. I actually felt tremendous guilt about yeah. that. You know, oh I, I didn't know, I didn't know <laughs> wow. it was going to hit. Wow. Sure, you know, because sure. March 13th is when everybody went home. Yeah. And my last day was February 28th. Wow. So I had uh, so many people in the city of Madison say uh, one of two things. 
if we ever go to Vegas, you're going with us. <laughs> <laughs> I would never go to Vegas, Man. by the way. And, you know, they said you are the luckiest guy in the world. Or you, or you, or uh, you. Or you had some insight into something. Wow. I said no, I did not. So, but uh, wow. so I, 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 uh, I Dr. Clayton and and, uh, and, and Miss Lambert are awesome. As as are all the other sure. principals and, and 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 Ed Nichols and Eric Terrell. Everybody knows Eric, Mr. Terrell, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and and everybody Heather Donaldson. I mean, I, I I'll name them all. But there's not a better group of people than the people that run Madison City Schools. And and uh, I I'm uh, I, I pride myself on still having my heart with them. Every day, yeah. And so love them. Yeah. Awesome. Of course, I love all my twelve thousand kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. At one point, you even said you wanted to ask about like the phone number. <laughs> yeah. So it, this is kind of a every graduation you ever did, you, you give out your phone number. Right. That just seems crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. You like, know what? That's one you, of those. Did that's, you, the did Lord you, is so blessed. I've never, and I'm not going to knock on wood. I've got the same phone that I got, the same phone number I got when we got phones probably in 2000. And I think we got our our school phones in maybe 02, mm-hmm. 03. That's about the time they gave them. So I've had the same number. Uh, I gave, I give every kid my number, uh, every parent. Uh, when I And I've got one phone. I don't have multiple phones. I've never had a prank call. Wow. That's wild. Never. No but that's way. the Lord. The Lord. Yeah, yeah, but true. the Lord's, I've never, now I've had, I have, and I still have kids that text me uh, wow. from Madison and say, can I use you as a reference? Of course amazing. you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you can. See, that was going to be our next question is, 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 as you gave it out to so many people, did, did people actually seize that moment and, yeah. and use it? Or did anyone, no one ever? No, I get, I get stuff. I still get stuff. And I've been, never had a prank call. Mm-hmm. I've had uh kid, you know, never, never has a kid called and said, Hey, what's going on, dude? You know, mm-hmm. Hey, 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 I was listening to this great song. I said, nobody, right, wants, to right, talk, right. nobody wants to talk to a 50. So no one's, ab- yeah. So yeah. no one's abused it. No, it's just no. been, but I will have text from, from, uh, from kids that are still at Madison C schools, and every once in a while, someone will text and say, "Mr. Parker, you," and 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 they'll say something like, "I know you don't know me, but I'm so and so. I'm a junior at James Clemens, and I really need help with it. And 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 I, you know, do you? If you know, I've even had some say, "I can't. You know, I'm I'm struggling. Will you help me with Doctor Clay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I will. I say, sure. yeah, listen, I say, I'm not. You know, I've been gone for two years, but absolutely, <laughs> that's and, incredible. You know, with 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 Mister, and I don't get that much. I, that was more the sure. first year or so, right? Uh, but I do get uh, stuff still. Uh, then say, you know, I'm a, I'm a so and so graduate. I'm a and uh, and and I'm 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 going here. And do you you know do you know this person? And can you talk to him? And, wow. And a hundred percent of the time is it makes my day that you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of that's course, incredible. I'll help you as best I can. So we've got we've got a, a young man right now that's going to school to be an educator. You obviously know Kylene; she's an educator. We have Chad's wife; she's an educator. Yep. We've got a lot of educators here at the church. And one question we had for you is, I guess, a twofold question is: is number one, what do you think the greatest need is right now for teenagers? Mm-hmm. Because stuff is always changing, and, and you know we know that they're facing obstacles that we didn't fa- I didn't face when yeah, I was right. in school That's 30 right. years ago and, and, and when you were in school. And then so number one, what's the biggest thing that you believe students are facing? And then people on the outside, like Cody and I's youth pastors and, and then even educators, what's the greatest thing we can do to help them in those challenges? So it's a twofold question, really. I think, you know, as a parent of my kids are, when I'm Cody's age, 32, you yeah, 32 yet? Yeah, 32. Yeah, Tyson, will be, Tyson just turned 32, March 29th. So, yeah, just two weeks ago, Tyson's 32, and Seth, my youngest one, will be 27. Uh, and I think the greatest thing that, that parents can do for kids, uh, and this sounds really easy, but have them in church every Sunday. Wow. wow. I mean, every Sunday. Yeah. Bring mm. them up. It, with the knowledge of the Lord, mm. uh, uh, let me tell you what I, I want. And, and listen, I hope I, I'm not offensive, but let me tell you what his. You shouldn't be out on the travel baseball teams on Sunday. Sunday's God's day, and, and I mean, and, and let me tell you, I didn't do it with my kids, and I'm a sports guy. Mm-hmm. It it, it uh, breaks my heart. Is is probably not the right way to say it, but when I ride by on the way to church and you see fields full mm. of of 
and you think, no. Right. Who's who start? You know, number one, parents, it's your choice to go and do that. But the the leader of this league, stop. Mm. No. Mm. But but so we need to be in church. I believe that there would be a huge revival if, if we just get the children to church. Wow. Just let them hear God's word. Yeah, yeah. God's word was so ingrained in my heart mm. that uh I can't get away from God. Yeah. And listen, I have That's true. Even at fifty eight, mm. I have uh I mean I have issues. Mm -hmm. I mean I, I get I get not depressed. That's I mean, but I get I get down. Yeah, sure. You know, I, you know, and sometimes you think I've had all I can take, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's maybe not about work. It may be about, you know, I'm teaching church. I'm I'm, teach, I'm doing an online class at at seven thirty. Then I'm going to church. Then I'm driving across town, going to Whitesburg. Then I'm teaching another class. Where I'm tired. I'm wore out. I've had enough. Sure, you sure. know, and uh, and and so. Uh, no matter what your age is, you're going to always feel like you're wore mm. out and then there's too much going on at school and you think, I don't want to do all this anymore. Mm. And uh, and then you got this and then you got this and then you're sick. And, you know, we, we all have things going on. But God's Word is so ingrained in my heart. I could run to Alaska. I can't get away. Mm -hmm. I heard a pastor one time tell a kid in fact it's the headmaster uh, Jerry Reader who was a former pastor was our headmaster at our school I, uh, I love Jerry Reader Jerry Reader is one of the wisest finest men I've ever worked for in my life I'm so thankful and he's he's my boss now he's the headmaster of the school the, the superintendent sure. of our school of 800 and uh, and Mr. Reader uh, who was a former pastor was counseling a, a young uh, guy that was called into the ministry and he said this he said and you said, I think I've been called into the pastor. And he said, if you cannot do it, don't. Hmm. That made so much sense to me. He said, if you cannot be a pastor, then don't. Go do something else. Because if you not do it, because it's a really hard job. So if you not do it, don't. But his point was, I can't not do it. Mm. I can't not do it. If I, I could run from God and I can't get away. I heard him also say, if you can get away from God, go. Mm. I can't, right? You know, and and I, I mean, I say that to y'all. You can't. I we can't get away. Yeah. I don't want to get away. Sure. Right. But I can't get away. And and God is so ingrained in my heart. And I believe that. I believe that was so helped mm. just by hearing the word of God every mm. day. I'm so thankful to, you know, two of my favorite verses in Scripture are Colossians three twenty three and First Corinthians ten thirty one. Both say. Uh, no matter what you do, do it under God. Mm. And I'm paraphrasing. Sure. That's what it says. Whatever you, whatever you do, do it under God. So whatever we're doing, we need to do it under God. But I also love the the uh, also love uh, Titus uh, two eleven, which says the glory of God is known to all men. Mm. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe every person on this earth, including Hitler and Stalin and all the most evil people, oh, they knew. Sure. They just fought. They rebelled. Yeah. Mm. I've always known. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always known. Mm -hmm. I knew, and if I had never gone to church, I think I would have known. But I don't know. You don't know what you would have done. So mm, yeah. I didn't mean to preach that whole sermon. No, you're but, good. But, my, That's fine. but but what I do want to say is, I believe that every young parent, anybody listening, get your children in church. Mm. Get them in church everywhere, a yeah. Bible-believing church, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. whatever it is, a Bible-believing yes. church, and let your children, let, let God's Word be ingrained in their heart. Yeah. And uh, I believe that, I, I, and for those that uh, just uh, just yesterday, I'm not going to by no means call any names, but somebody close to me was telling me about a friend of theirs that is struggling and struggling and struggling and just... And I said, did they ever go to church? Mm. No, I don't think they've ever gone to church mm. since the, their parents never took them to church. Wow. I said, I, I'm sure there's other reasons. I'm sure. But boy, that don't help. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, as to youth pastors, yeah. we believe in that. You know, <laughs> right. We believe that Jesus is the answer, yeah. and we need to get as many people Absolutely. to the answer as possible. And so you know, I echo that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's one thing that not to – to my wife's own horn by any means, but she, I, I admire awesome. so much she is, is awesome. that she makes it very evident to 
make the love of God known in her classroom. Absolutely. She might not necessarily be allowed to say it, but Amen. like, but you know, she tries she very hard yeah. to, you know, make it known that her room is a safe place in the sense that like she does. love and acceptance is here and she will do her very best to help lead people to Christ in her own way. And I think that that's something that, you know, oh, sorry, I feel like you kind of said in a, in a way is that people that are working with children, right. Find a way to get the word of God near them, yeah. even if they're not necessarily at church. Find a way to communicate that to them, like as an educator, a school teacher, or a principal, or whoever. Like we've got to be better about getting the word near these students that are struggling right now, yeah. and hopefully lead them to the church. Yeah, right. and so I, I, I think that's a really good, amazing answer. Is that Jesus the, is the reason? Yeah. Jesus is the answer. He's the one that's going to solve all these issues that we have today. Mm-hmm. The absolute, the only answer. There's nothing that will ever fill your heart other than, than Christ. Uh, we all have a little spot, I say a little spot, a big spot yeah, not, sure. that can be filled with nothing else. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's there's nothing that will fulfill it. Uh, uh, a wise, uh, a very wise philosopher named Edward Van Halen mm. once said, uh, <laughs> uh, the wisest uh, of our the time. The wisest of our time. Uh, and another, and, uh, and his cohort, uh, Sammy Hagar mm-hmm. said in a song right now, and I'm paraphrasing this, but it was very, it is, uh, I heard it and I thought, boy, that's, that's almost biblical. Mm. It said some, it says something about, if you ever heard the song right now, but it says something about, uh, uh, we keep wanting one and we get, the more we get, the more we want, mm. we keep trading one for the other. Mm. And, and I, that's not biblical, but uh, but mm. I've actually used that at a graduation speech. <laughs> the great wise philosopher Edward Van Halen yeah. said, yeah. but it's true. Uh, uh, earthly, we the more we get, the more we want. Mm. I, and I can't remember, but if you Google the lyrics, it's yeah. what it, yeah. the more you get, the more you want. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just goes on, but it says, and then you trade one for the yeah. other. Right. In that That's trade. true. In that trade. That's the more so you true. get, the more you right. want, then ultimately and you then just you trade, trade one, one for the other. other. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. wise. Look at he that. Was, you know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We didn't invite you onto the podcast oh, yeah. to explain right. yeah. how you came up with those that's lyrics. Right. Hey, oh, Sam, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, you know, if you got the time, we'd invite you on. And we don't want to take a ton of your time. We know you're a busy man. We appreciate taking the time. But I want to make sure that we get all these questions because we want to seize the moment while we have you. I believe there's a wealth of wisdom here, and we want to tap it all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is probably going to result in a very similar answer, because I just feel like that's what's going to happen here. But what do you, we know, obviously, you've impacted teens and parents Mm. in a very positive way, but what's been your key for success in making such a difference in the lives of those that you encounter? Yeah. Well, I don't, and I say this, and I say humbly, but I mean it not trying to be humble. Uh, I don't. I don't know uh, if 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 anybody's ever listened to anything. I mean, I think they do because people say stuff sometimes. But I don't know that that anybody's ever listened. So I don't know that I've made any impact. I hope. But but if you'll just you know, for me is uh, uh, and again, let me. I go back to last Sunday. I do. A, I do a, an online Sunday school class. The way I started it out. If you watch, I said I don't know if anybody's watching. But you know, God's in my heart. I feel like God's told, has given me this platform. This church has asked me to do it, and so I come in here uh, and I do it every Sunday morning. And I don't know how many of you are watching, but if anybody's watching, I want you to, you know, the, here's 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 the lesson. And uh, and I really sometimes leave thinking, I don't know if anybody's watching this or not, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to teach for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. I don't know that, you know, I don't know who's listening. I will tell you, it's sometimes it's harder at Whitesburg Christian than it would be at, at public school. I've, I feel tremendous guilt. We actually uh, had that as a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel tremendous guilt that I'm at a Christian school versus uh, a secular school. Really? <clears throat> and I do feel guilt. And I've, uh, I don't know that I did at first, but I have tremendously the last year and three quarters hmm. because I almost feel like, and this is a phrase that y'all understand. Sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. Mm. But with that said, let me assure you that the children at Whitesburg Christian Academy, and I say this with all love for anybody that's watching, they got the same problems. Sure. As, as, Absolutely. You yeah. know, just because they go to a school that's a Christian school, right. 
They got the same problems sure. everybody else. Sure, I mean, sure. I feel like uh, it's kind of a stereotype in some ways, at least when I was growing up. It seemed like some of the bad kids got sent to private school, so it doesn't necessarily yeah, it, mean just because it, it's no. got Christian on it means that they're living that way. I think, you know, at a, at a public school, uh, I think a Christian le- Christian leaders are so needed, and I, f- I feel like, and I still feel this way, that, that Christ can really shine through you in a secular school. I just finished a six-month, no, three-month study of Daniel about three months ago. You know, and the best way I can describe Daniel is Daniel was a Christian before the word Christian was used mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Daniel was a Christian in a secular job. Mm-hmm. He worked for Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. for 60 years. and Not Nebuchadnezzar, but he worked for, he worked for pagan kings right. for 60 years. And Nebuchadnezzar was a bad dude. We don't know about all the rest of them, but we certainly know about Nebuchadnezzar. We know about some of the rest of them, but Nebuchadnezzar was a bad dude. But he was a Christian, a godly man in a secular job. What a great story for us mm. to look at in many, many different ways. Sure. But man, aren't we all? If you're not in, a, in the ministry, you guys are not in secular jobs. You're in the ministry. Sure. I'm sure. really in a ministry job. Your wife's not in a ministry right. job. Yeah. I mean, we we can say. I mean, she does yeah. have a sure, ministry, absolutely. but she works at a secular yeah. job. Sure, as does 90, 98 or ninety nine percent of the people in City Huntsville. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what? But boy, can't we be Christian witnesses in those secular yeah. jobs? Yeah, yeah. And so, <clears throat> yeah, I think sometimes I feel guilt about being at a Christian, and I wonder if anybody's listening. I mean, I really do because everybody there professes Christianity, the teachers do. It's so, so wonderful. But I think sometimes, <clears throat> I thought I think in, in going back, and I'm and maybe taking this out of context, but you know, just like when Moses came off uh the mountain and the Shekinah glory sh- shone through him, mm-hmm. the light of God shone through him. I want that light of God just like it does in Kyleen, which by the way, uh for everybody to know, and I don't mind saying this, was Trying to recruit her yesterday, and uh, <laughs> ironic. Didn't even think about coming here with Cody today until I saw him. I said, "Oh, by the way, I was talking about your wife yesterday." Oh, that's amazing. And uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, mm-hmm. but so so the light of Christ shines through her. Mm-hmm. It's so evident. It was so evident to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when I was yeah. was 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 when I say her principal, when I was the principal, and she was a school teacher under yeah. me. Not when mm-hmm. not just when she was a kid, but sure. when she was a an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I think that's so so needed in. In all secular jobs, especially yeah, schools, yeah, and and uh, I do feel guilt. Mm. I do feel guilt, uh, but I also know that the children at Weisberg Christian Academy they they need that light right. too. Yeah. I sure. mean, everybody needs absolutely. It. Thank you so much for watching part one or listening to part one of the Parker yeah, Cast. Yeah, you did. Be sure to tune in next week for part two. Part two next Monday. Check it out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was so delayed.